Indiana Runner Podcast Season 6, Episode 1. Great to be back. We start our top 50 previews. Taylor and I go over the boys teams ranked 26th through 50th and highlight one team in every five. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. Here we are, back where we started, the podcast. Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, we're going to do boys teams ranked 26th to 50th, according to Indiana Runner and our committee of one. And we will be releasing these uh, five per day going between the boys and the girls uh, on Indiana Runner. Uh, or we're going to talk about some... Uh, stuff we've come up with over the summer some uh subscription based stuff but it is our intention to continue to do the podcast as normal and uh promote the sport for everyone free where it, anyone can hear it on apple spotify all of that how's your summer been so far so good man enjoying uh getting to practice early in the morning and uh having the full day ahead of me so as we sit here right now, we're headed into moratorium. So enjoy some time away and get back to it after. So good turnout thus far. How about you, Colin? You know what? Pretty much the same. We work the same job. We do. Teach in the I'll same building. You coach the girls, I coach the boys. Same location. Awesome. We got a good, yeah, we got a good thing going. Yeah. Okay. Quick reminder. Things are changing. The tournament is changing. Was four rounds down to three. There are now 25 sectionals that lead to five regionals, and the regional is the state qualifying round. Five teams advance from each round. I don't even know the individual advancement. Is it is it 10, or did they move it to 15? Do you remember? I think it's, it's bumped to 15, I believe, okay. yeah. So 25 teams at the regional and the state meet. So these are going to be these are going to be more crowded than semi-states had been. Semi-states have been 20 teams. Three of the previous four semi-state sites maintained a site and will host a regional. Really, to me, it, it feels like they cut around, but they didn't cut. Nominally, they cut the semi-state, but they didn't really cut the semi-state. What they cut out was that second round, the regional. Right. The sectionals are still going to be like the sectionals used to be. And well, from 32 to 25. So right. not a not a huge change. There are other proposals that have fewer sectionals, but that was not accepted. I kind of thought they may end up doing just the track format, but thankfully they, they didn't do that. That yeah. would have been that would have been rough. Um five regional sites: New Prairie, New Haven, Shelbyville. Those are the three. Same ones. Now, the New Haven one, the site has been all over the place. I think it's back at the Plex now. It had been at Huntington, and then the, for reasons, they moved it to Indiana Wesleyan, and now I think it's back at the Plex in Fort Wayne by IPFW. The new one is Brownsburg, and we'll talk about this a little bit. And then the other new one is Modern Day in Evansville, but that's the old Brown County semi-state. It's mostly those teams. But some of the Brown County teams and some of the New Prairie teams have moved to Brownsburg. And then a lot of the Shelbyville teams have moved to Brownsburg. 
and some of the New Haven teams have come back to Shelbyville. The kind of Central Indiana type teams. And if you want to see where your team is or, you know, other teams might be, you can find this on the IHSA website. They go through this uh, and assign everybody a sectional from there. Okay, let's do these now. The new format for our podcast is going to be, as usual, we're going to do our weekly recaps. Those are the most popular ones. What happened? We'll still do, on occasion, previews um, and and give recognition, promote the sport, but then kind of the extra stuff that we have is what we're going to do on our secondary site that we'll talk about at the end. Mainly aimed toward coaches, but if you're into high school distance running, high school cross country and track and field. This is something you're going to find valuable. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay, you ready? Let's talk about them in five. And we've each picked one of these five teams to dive into a little more. Hit it. Number 50, DeKalb. Number 49, South Bend Adams. Number 48 is Pike. Number 47 is Wabash. And number 46 is Tell City. Uh... Reverse alphabetical order. Why don't you talk about your team first? Which is yours of that group of five that you picked? Okay, I picked number 46, Tell City, the Marksman, one of the best named teams in the state, right? I like that one. Yeah, Tell City has a great group of juniors uh, coming back here this year, and they can make a push at getting fifth in that regional. Um, They are currently ranked eighth, but uh, we think that they might – close the gap we is in me uh they could get up there and do that um so i would keep an eye on tell city uh this year and, and then especially so next year tell city like you said eighth in that modern day regional it is a small school they have a lot of young guys so in their returners last year at the semi-state they ran four sophomores and a freshman So this is maybe a team that projects a little bit better. And we'll go to INCC stats a lot for a lot of the um, statistics. That's what stats means. Projections, things like that. Tell City has a 12.5% chance to get out of that uh, modern day regional. And again, it's top five. So that's going to change some things around that it used to be six. And now it's five. Um, I think that's that's an interesting team. This is a team that has made the state meet. Uh, on occasion they had a pretty good run oh maybe four or five years ago i think they made it they had the simpsons not OJ, yeah, but last at state in 2018 and they had yeah those the this maybe two or three different simpsons and um they made it four years in a row 2015 2016 2017 Yes, Leo Thomas and Will Simpson all ran on some of those teams. My team in that group of four is Wabash. Another good nickname, the Apaches. There you go. Wabash has at times kind of been in the mix for qualifying out, but, and this is probably going to be one of the themes, Wabash is is in that New Haven regional that's going to become much, much easier to get out, even though there's only five spots, because in those five, in those six spots from the New Haven semi-state, two of them were going to Hamilton Southeastern and Fishers every year. 
year in and year out. I mean, there was maybe a couple of years where HSC was on the bubble. I think last year it's going in. It felt like that. Then they got at least one awesome freshman um, and they're getting an awesome freshman this year. But I think, I think Wabash could make it out. Uh, they're a pretty well coached team. They've got now it's obviously another small school like Tell City. They've got a lot of their guys back. Wabash has a 29.1% chance to get out of the regional on INCC stats, which okay. is pretty incredible for the 46th team in the state. Yeah. Well, that also speaks to the uh, regional. Right. And strength or lack thereof. Uh, last time Wabash made it, 1999. Colin, what were you doing back in 99? Were you like uh, going to class at uh, Franklin or what were we doing? I was in sixth grade. Man. Chester T. Lane Middle School. Chester T. Lane? Yeah. Interesting. We, everyone just called it Lane, but I, yeah, I don't know who Chester T. Lane was, but that's who they named it after. You don't hear that name anymore, Chester. That, you know, yeah, not not for people. And that's a shame. Next group of five. Number 45, kind of a similar team to Wabash. Wapahani. Number 44, Fort Wayne Carroll. 43, Castle. 42, Chesterton. 41, Elkhart. Who's your team in that that pod? Yeah, mine is the uh, Carroll Chargers there at number 44. Um, we You kind of already talked about this a little bit with Wabash, but... They're uh, currently ranked sixth in that New Haven regional, and it's not particularly strong. However, the Fort Wayne Carroll program historically is very strong um, and could look to return to the state meet here in 23. They missed it last year the first time in a while. So um, I would say take a look at the Fort Wayne Carroll Chargers uh, developing some depth, maybe uh, squeezing in uh, to a, a state meet from a regional that's not particularly powerful. Yeah, I think everything's scattering from that because it's not it's not only for New Haven, it's not only that HSC and Fishers are now going back to central Indiana, um, to the Shelbyville one. North Ridge has made it a lot over the years out of that semi-state. North Ridge won the state championship one of the years when I was in high school. Um there Northridge is now going to New Prairie. Goshen is going to New Prairie. They've made it a lot in the last three or four years. We're going to talk about Goshen here in a little bit. Uh, that and Penn, who makes it frequently, right? Also, so all, a lot of these Northridge and Goshen aren't aren't huge schools; they're not tiny. But Penn, HSE, and Fishers are three of the ten biggest enrollments in the state, and socioeconomically are also really, really high up there. Yeah. Um, Penn isn't a school that that people think about quite as much, just because it's not in Central Indiana. But Penn is a massive, massive school, and getting them out of that path is is going to be huge. So there's not that many or any big schools left in the New Haven semi-state in, in Carroll and Homestead are, are right there. Uh, so that's that's Carroll. Carroll with a, they're ranked 49th on INCC stats. We have them 44th. It's obvious that the more kids you have, the more likely you are to get new people in, whether that's a move in from wherever, someone moving into Fort Wayne, into Northwest Allen County. Um, or freshmen coming in. Now, Carroll, Maple Creek or Carroll Middle didn't have any really super high finishers in the boys at the middle school state meet, uh, even though they were there. And I've, I've been kind of looking some of that up. 
my team in that group is Castle, so opposite corner of the state. Castle is an interesting school, an interesting program, because it's in Evansville, so it's not one that we focus on or think about as much. They've been close to making the state meet sometimes. They're almost always in the middle of that range of the southern semi-state, and it's not going to be the southern regional. Castle has an 18.1% chance to make it. Uh, they have a lot of their guys back from last year, but I do think that's a program that could kind of just turn the corner one of these years and be one of them that makes it every year. Castle's only made the state meet once ever, and it was in 2000 when I was in wow. the seventh grade. There you go. But that's surprising got, because that's a, like you said, not, not a tiny school. Yeah. I mean, it's around 2000, it's around 2000 kids and it's not 2000 kids that in central Indiana isn't all that big. Right. I mean, there's, you have 2000 kids, there's schools with, with double that. Right. Uh, at least one castle's got five back from their team last year. Their top three are really good. And then looking at the middle school state, uh, meet results. They had one boy in the top ten, I believe. Fifth place was five, yeah. yeah, fifth place was. Now it says Castle Cross Country Club. I'm assuming that that is for Castle. It's also in a like Newburgh, Indiana is is a is a wealthier area of the state. It's not it's not Carmel, Fisher, Zionsville, but it is. It's it's there's. There's some resources down there. Yeah. Cool. Next five. Harrison, number 40, 39, Goshen, 38, West Lafayette, 37, Westfield, 36, Crown Point. Who's your team of those five? Going with uh, Crown Point, right? Going way up north here. Uh, long drive from Evansville. We're going to Crown Point. Um, Crown Point has three seniors in the top five uh, and this could be the year to get it done and to get back to state right so crown point uh missed out on the state meet last year they had a nine-year streak snapped uh i think however uh they will be in a good spot to advance um they had some uh, success this spring in track and it appears with a you know at least at the uh, regional level we'll have a, a really good low stick uh in west and holland so I think that uh, this is a team that should or very well could uh, make the state meet. So the New Prairie Regional is going to get more challenging. West Lafayette and Harrison, who are both in this kind of group of five, are out. So that makes it a little easier. I don't think yeah. either one of them advanced last year to the state meet, but they're usually in that mix. But incoming to New Prairie are Goshen, who's or we're going to talk about in just a second, who's just behind Crown Point, and Northridge and Penn. Penn probably could make it out every year. They were making out a New Haven, and New Haven has been more difficult, more challenging to advance, deeper than New Prairie. Now that's, that's going to flip um, because New Prairie isn't losing that many of their year-in, year-out teams. It's more like... Well, West Lafayette was a year-in, year-out team, but Harrison, West Lafayette, but they're still maintaining Valpo, Chesterton, all of those teams up in the Northwest. And then entering Penn and Northridge makes it challenging, even though Warsaw is, Warsaw is out. 
Crown Point on INCC stats has a 29.5% chance to make it out. And these are going to move around and flip. And I, as of the t- recording of this podcast, June 30th, uh, INCC stats is not updated for track time. Sometimes they do that. Now, I wonder if there's not enough because track times are, are changing, right? 927 in the 3200 in 2023 is not the same thing as 927 in 1997 when it finished third at the state meet. Shout out Tito Donner. Um, so I, I wonder if maybe the INCC stats needs more time to like figure out, well, how do these equate to uh, cross country performance if everyone's running faster across the board? Yeah. My team in that group of five is Goshen. Goshen is switching from New Haven to New Prairie. They're right on that border and the the map is being redrawn. Goshen, 14.6% chance to advance to the state meet. And they, Goshen's had like a top 10 level team uh, for the past couple of years and have graduated. They had three all-state level runners, three guys that maybe not didn't, maybe didn't all finish all state, but we're certainly in that level. Two of them graduated two years ago. And then uh, one was out last year. So uh, they've also changed their nickname recently to the red Hawks, which I think is good. Their other one. Yeah. started with red and it was the thing that you probably shouldn't have. Your school well, well unfortunate, huh? Yeah. Uh, they were 15th last year at the state meet. They made it 10 times and they made it the last uh, three years, I believe. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Goshen, Goshen, Northridge, Westview are interesting places to me because we've talked about, or at least there's just a lot of discussion on, well, how much does how much does wealth matter? Socioeconomics, access to resources, and obviously it's a lot, right? I mean, the top two boys teams last year at the uh, state meeting cross country were Carmel and Zionsville. Those places have the highest of any city in Indiana have the highest median household income. Correct. Um, But there's also a certain just, I guess, spirit or attitude about that area in particular, that Northern, like a blue collar type attitude that those schools are producing cross country teams and it could be coaching as well, but it's over the, over the span of now, it's not just a, a five year, eight year window. It's over the span of 20, 30 years with Northridge, like way more successful cross country teams than should be expected. Yeah. And Goshen is kind of in that, that same community as, as Northridge. I, I think, I think they've got something there. I think that's going to stick for a while. I think they'll continue to be competitive above what we should project next group of five oak hill 35th this is our first team projected into the state meet that's the fifth team in that new haven regional at number 35 number 34 north central 33 edgewood 32 garen shout out 31 indian creek who's your team in that group of five uh my team edgewood the stangs colin the mustangs uh, we talk a lot about Edgewood on the on the girls' side, but here we go. Give them some love here with the boys. Uh, Edgewood uh, could take a big leap, right? They've got a, a lot of uh, the team, you know, at least the varsity scores projected as juniors kind of take a little bit older and uh, 
improve from your sophomore to junior year. Um, so I think we could look at that possibly happening, right? They have a junior Zane Meyer who ran 941 back for the 3200 uh, this spring, a couple other young guys under 10. Uh, so this is a team that I think has a good chance at making it this year and then could be really tough next year as well in 24. Yeah, you mentioned teams under 10. I think that that's a really good baseline for being competitive in cross country. If you get if you get multiple boys under 10 or multiple girls under 12, they're going to be solid in cross country. Now, it's possible that as you go down in distance, okay, a boy could run 435 but may not be able to help you much in cross country or a boy could run 158 156 and 156 he should be pretty good but uh 159 two minutes and may not be able to help you but under 10 minutes in in track that's someone that's that's going to contribute and be valuable in cross country and edgewood had like you said three sophomores under 10 minutes so boys that'll be there um for the next two seasons they project better next year obviously uh with five so having run five sophomores in the semi-state uh I think they're going to, did I read their percentage chance? Uh, 42.7. I think that this year or next year or both, I, I think they make it out one of those yeah. years. Only made the state meet once, Colin. Uh, yeah, that was, that was right before one of my college friends was on the team. My team is Indian Creek. <laughs> Indian Creek seems to be having, a, I don't want to say a revitalization, but kind of a moment right now with their boys and their girls. And I'm interested to see how this plays out. Uh, Indian Creek is in that Shelbyville regional, the top five teams in Shelbyville, just like the top six, te six teams last year, like coming into the season, were way ahead of everybody else. And it just seemed like oh, these are obviously the six teams that are going to advance. And that is what happened um, last year in that semi-state. Top five teams in that regional are are far and away better than everyone else. Uh, Indian Creek, 8.8% chance to make it, even though some of these other schools uh, under them have a, have a much higher chance. I, I think this is just going to be one of my adopted teams over the, these next couple of years, kind of like the Greenfield boys were. Uh, recently last year at the semi-state they were 14th it's a little easier now to navigate even though hsc and and fishers come back down that's always going to be two of the five advancing spots but carmel's out zionsville's out brownsburg's out those are three of the top uh we'll say 10 teams coming into this year i have three i have all three of them in the top five they're out Avon's out. It is going to be easier, even with one less spot, it's going to be easier to get out of that Shelbyville regional than it has been. Yeah. I don't think that Indian Creek is going to make it um, this year or next year, but they've, they've got a better chance to make it next year because they ran at the semi-state 14th. They ran two freshmen and three sophomores. Yeah. So, so a little more experience, a little bit older, a little bit more training. All of a sudden, we're ready to go. I, that's that's a team that that's a team I'm interested in, in kind of seeing them improve 
and uh, seeing if they can, you know, can they get better this year? And then can they take a shot next year? Never made the state meet before. This class they have right now that's coming through may help them out. Never made it. Uh, last last pot of five. We're doing 26 to 50 now. And then our, our plan after this is to do 11 through 25. And then even for the, that's its own podcast. We'll probably talk about each team, the way we're kind of pulling out 40% of the teams here. Um, and after the break on the, on the Patreon, we'll, the subscription one, we'll talk just a little bit more about these. Um, do 11 through 25 and then do the top 10 in two separate podcasts, kind of like the podium contenders and then the title contenders, including individuals. That's our plan. That'd be four podcasts just for the boys. And then we'll have four corresponding for the girls. So number 30, Portage, number 29, Northview, number 28, Angola. That's a projected state meet team. So in 26 through 50, only two of them are projected into the state meet, which makes sense because the state meet will be 25 teams. Um, so the bulk of those will come from the you know the top 25. Yeah. 30, Portage, 29, Northview, 28, Angola, 27, Laporte, 26, Perry Meridian. Who's your team? My team in this group, uh, Laporte, the Slicers, right? Did you I pick teams with awesome nicknames? I noticed you didn't. You don't have any Warriors or Panthers or Braves. No, or no, we're we're Eagles. over that. This is this is new. This is new uh, season. New mascots here, right? We got to get something fun and exciting, and look for all the best ones. But uh, and uh, I was Char Chargers. Chargers is that's not a great one. Chargers, very good. Carol Chargers. That's not a great. One. Yeah. I, Teams all around the state is what I try to do. Spread beyond central Indiana. Laporte has a, a strong front runner, right? And Braden Sebecki. Uh, so he's he's going to help a lot. They got a lot of pieces through there, right? Preston Peterson is pretty strong. Uh, Hunter Quadlin. Uh, so they, they've got some help, some solid pieces. And hopefully that should be enough to get him back. I kind of, I really like what could happen here with Laporte uh, and getting back to Terre Haute this year. So Keep an eye on the slicers way up north there. They're currently the number five team in New Prairie, and we'll see where they go from there. Is that are they fifth on INCC stats? They are fifth on the committee of ones choosing. Uh they are and fifth on INC. Okay. So yeah. I missed that one. So there's three, three in the and 26 through 53 projected state meet teams. Oh, I know why I missed it on there because I, I put that they're your team. Um, instead of putting their projected state meet team. Laporte with a, so up in New Prairie, it gets, so they're projected out there, the fifth team, but it gets pretty tight with the numbers fifth through whatever else. So Laporte is given a, through, you know, 10,000 simulations of the tournament based on returners, 32.5% chance to make the state meet. They typically make it. There's a lot of tradition up there um, in, in distance running. My team is a team that is now switching from Brown County semi-state, the Southern semi-state to one of these central Indiana ones, and that is North View. So they're going more on an east-west orientation uh, rather than a, a north-south orientation. North View did not make the state meet last year, but they had made it uh three years prior to that. J. Sim Grant, 
was very high up at the state meet. And then this past spring, he ran 429 and 930. They've got a front runner there. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be in the top 10, I would say, um, at the Brownsburg Regional. We have them as the seventh team in Brownsburg. INCC Stats has them as the sixth team and gives Northview a 30% chance to make it out. In Brownsburg, or yeah, the Brownsburg Regional, I don't want to step on our toes later on, but there are three teams that are that are locked in to make the state meet. And I think that a fourth team is very likely. And those are four huge Central Indiana, Carmel, Zionsville, Brownsburg, and Avery. I think that fifth spot is going to be um, open based on what we know now, what we see heading in. And I think Northview's got a, got a chance to make it out. Yeah. Um, they've been, they've just been solid for a while now. Um, James grounds is the, is the coach there. He's an excellent coach. He's always got them ready. Um, I, I could see that it would be natural for Northview the Terre Haute schools who haven't been as good over the last eight to 10 years, Northview's a Terre Haute area school too. Um, West Lafayette, Harrison, you know, and the girls, McConaughey made it last year. And now they're switching. It'd be natural for these schools to see the new boundaries, the new regionals and be like, Oh, darn. Yeah. That would that would be pretty normal, but I I think I think Northview could still make it out. I think they've got a good chance. You know, to that point, it'll be interesting to see what some of the so you have in the in the central Indiana area in some of these regionals, uh, perennial state meet teams, right? You mentioned of the five spots, four are projected to go to big schools that are typically at the state meet i'm curious to see the teams that would be five through eight or five through ten in both brownsburg and shelbyville for the next few years do they get some type of bump or benefit from competing against some of these really big school like you know is the mindset oh man we're probably not going to make it this sucks with the change or is it, do they see a benefit and an improvement as a result of, of racing some of the the big schools or, or knowing they have to do something maybe to rise to the occasion? I don't know. I don't either, but I'm interested to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's introduce this quickly. We've got a few minutes. Again, we talked about what are our plans, and we've we've talked about this. We're pretty open too on the podcast about um, well, our thoughts, our lives, things like that. And we talked about uh, maybe offering some access and trying to do it in a way that's a subscription-based model. And so we we've we've pulled that off. We've looked into it over the summer, over the last month. So we are starting a Patreon for the Indiana Runner podcast. It is still our plan to do what we've always done through Indiana Runner, obviously, with the content. And I I generate essentially all of that. Um, it's still our plan to do the podcast and use this to promote the sport, 
share our knowledge, things like that. But there's a lot of extra stuff. The the podcast we I started it as okay, who who can I get on to talk uh, about? And we used to kind of rotate stuff, but it basically morphed into me and you talking about it week in week out. And over the last year, it's it's essentially just been you and I. And occasionally there have been some other guests that come on. So we're gonna a lot of the extra stuff that we use to talk about the coaching corner the some of the miscellaneous stuff we're moving that to this patreon so it is still our intention every week to do the recap podcast of things that we've always done but move some of that more miscellaneous stuff on to a patreon is basically a subscription service where you can get uh extra access for stuff i think this is going to be good not only for for us obviously um but also this will help us to keep the the podcast that we do, the Indiana Runner podcast, specific one, just about the sport and not have too much of the extra stuff. So yeah. it's always going to be a tight 40 minutes uh, each week as we do this previews, rankings, things like that. And then once the season starts the recap. So um, I, I think it'll be good too, because I think it can be a little more relaxed uh, on that just in the sense that you act differently in different situations. Not that it's going to be like vulgar, or, you know, obscene or it's, it's not, obviously it's still about high school distance running, but there's certain, certain things that you might discuss in a smaller group that you wouldn't say to a reporter that's for public consumption, things like that. So Correct. it's going to be aimed towards coaches, but if you like Indiana high school cross country or track and field, I think you'll find this valuable. We're it's five dollars a month for this. We're starting to it when this is being released, our extra stuff will be on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Indiana Runner uh to look around. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So patreon.com. It's gonna be a five dollar a month subscription. And then on top of that, because we're you know what what's why are we doing this now? Well, I'm, I was obviously, honestly, one of the reasons is the podcast has grown and we spend a lot of time on it and we kind of need, it's not going to be a lot of money. It's probably going to be like, we'll make like triple digits, we'll say, over the course Wait, of the you, year. Are you telling me that I, I can't retire and that I should call the school <laughs> again and say, hey, you know that letter I sent, can I have that back? <laughs> no. But we also need to make a little bit of money to justify our time and the time that we spent. And if we could, if Taylor and I could maybe make something along the lines of minimum wage uh, from the podcast, I think that's kind of our goal with how much time that we spend on it. Uh, minimum wage is seven fifty, so maybe we can get up to something along along those lines. There's going to be stuff in here that that people find valuable, and like I said, I think it could be a little more relaxed when we know it's it's going out to a smaller group yeah um and you want to know what i really think about something <laughs> you'll catch it on patreon well and there are some people a, a decent amount of people that have said you know actually my favorite part of the podcast is the rapport between the two guys on it i like to hear about the other teams and stuff and that you know we wouldn't make we've talked about making like, oh, in the off season, we could do not about running at all. We could do an Indiana other podcast where we just get on and talk about stuff, the miscellaneous stuff. We'll have that kind of stuff on the Patreon. Yeah. So it'll be, we'll put up stuff at least once a week um, 
almost almost every week at least one thing on there. Um, so even in the off season, you know, turn the mics on and we can talk for thirty minutes or whatever about other other stuff. So sure, we're excited. So we're we're actually going to get on and do um, more stuff on Coach's Corner. Talk about uh, that kind of stuff on the on the Patreon, and you can subscribe by going to Patreon.com/slash Indiana Runner. Anything else on the uh, on the traditional podcast feed? Hey, great season debut here. Can't believe we're hitting uh, preseason cross-country talk already. Um, can't wait to get out there here. So season six underway. Yep. Moratorium. We're going to release this right at the start of that moratorium week. I uh, People say, oh, enjoy, you know, enjoy your, enjoy your week off. Enjoy your vacation. I don't, I don't like the time off. You I just that's why we have it and it's good, but I you just you know. use your blanket statement. I have I got two kids. I've got two kids. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.